the 20th marks the final days of Mike Pompeo as Trump's U.S. Secretary of State and Chief Political Advisor. He is no more. But on this episode, we are going to uh, encapsulate Pompeo's role as the uh, Secretary of State and Chief Political Advisor to Trump when he was there. We're going to start by looking at some of the controversial claims that were made by Pompeo when he was there. And we're going to talk about this one in particular. He was speaking at a National Security Council summit, and he said that the Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election did not affect its outcome. But then, soon after, the CIA then releases a statement clarifying those remarks. And you can read this, and it says, The intelligence assessment with regard to Russian meddling has not changed, and the director did not intend to suggest that it had. Another claim made by Mike Pompeo was when he urged Trump, or more so pushes Trump, to assassinate the Iranian general Osam Soleimani. When he is questioned about this action at the U.S. State Department on January the 7th, 2020, he answered that it was the best decision. We got it right. And you will see this clip, and uh, you will hear Mike Pompeo actually say that particular statement. Take a look at it right now. Uh, we know what happened uh, at the end of last year in December ultimately leading to the death of an American. So if you're looking for imminence, you need to look no further than the days that led up to the strike that was taken against Soleimani. And then you, in addition to that, have what we could clearly see were continuing efforts on behalf of this terrorist to build out a network of campaign activities that were going to lead potentially to the death of many more Americans. It was the right decision. We got it right. The Department of Defense did excellent work, uh, and the President had a uh, entirely legal, appropriate, and a basis, as well as a decision that fit perfectly within our strategy and how to counter the threat of malign activity from Iran more broadly. Then, when we got into the pandemic, especially during the early stages, Pompeo echoed Trump's claims that the virus had come from a lab in China. And this is so, despite uh, any evidence that uh, that that was the case. And Mr. Secretary, have you seen anything that gives you high confidence that it originated in that Wuhan lab? Martha, there's enormous evidence that that's where this began. Uh, we've said from the beginning that this was uh, a virus that originated in Wuhan, China. We took a lot of grief for that uh, from the outset, but I think the whole world can see now. Remember, China has a history of infecting the world, and they have a history of running substandard laboratories. These are not the first times that we've had a world exposed to viruses as a result of failures in a Chinese lab. Uh, and so while uh, the intelligence community continues to do its work, they should continue to do that and verify so that we are certain. I can tell you that there is a significant amount of evidence that this came from that laboratory in Wuhan. Do, do you believe it was man-made or genetically modified? Look, the best experts so far seem to think it was man-made. I have no reason to disbelieve that at this point. 
uh, your, your Office of the DNI says the consensus, the scientific consensus was not man-made or genetically modified. That's right. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I've, see, I've seen their analysis. I've seen the summary that you saw that was released publicly. I have no reason to doubt that that is accurate at this oh, point. Okay, so just to be clear, you do not think it was man-made or genetically modified? I've seen what the Intelligence Committee has said. I have no reason to believe that they've got it wrong. And uh, another claim he made was, uh, this time, he was urging Trump to fire the IG for the State Department, Stephen Linick, at a time when Pompeo uh, was under three related investigations by the IG. One was for mishandling taxpayer funds. The other was for fast-tracking an arms deal to the Saudis. And the third was failing to report workplace violence. But Pompeo turns around and he calls these allegations patently false. Just moments ago, the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, defending the controversial firing of the State Department Inspector General and the Secretary's admission that he told the President, asked the President to terminate him even as that watchdog was actively investigating Secretary Pompeo. The Secretary also calling recent reports about his actions as Secretary of State, quote, crazy. I've seen the various stories that someone was walking my dog to sell arms to my dry cleaner. I mean, I mean it's all just crazy. It's all, it's all, it's all crazy stuff. So, so I, didn't have, I didn't have access to that information, so I couldn't possibly have retaliated. It would have been impossible. There's one exception. Uh, I was asked a series of questions in writing. I responded to those questions with respect to a particular investigation that was sometime earlier this year, as best I can recall. The President has the uh, unilateral right to choose who he wants to be his inspector general at every agency in the federal government. Uh, they are presidentially confirmed positions, and those persons, just like all of us, serve at the, at the pleasure of the President of the United States. In this case, I recommended to the President that Steve Linick be terminated. I frankly should have done it some time ago. But we later learned that Linick was subsequently fired in May. So that raises some suspicions. Here we are. Or here we see Mike Pompeo under three separate investigations and uh, something happened to where uh, probably Pompeo voiced those concerns to Trump and then essentially what ended up, ended up happening was that Linux was terminated. Very suspicious, actually. So Pompeo's last days came to an end and they were marked by confrontational pursuits with Iran. And this is mostly tweets. In one tweet, for example, he attempts to placate Obama for an arms control treaty that was actually signed, in fact, by Ronald Reagan, if you can believe that. And there was another claim that is contradictory, in fact. He insists that the U.S. has restored deterrence against Iran, but then alleges that Tehran is a greater threat than ever. Extremely contradictory there. And then uh, just recently, he refers to Iran as the new Afghanistan, making unfounded allegations that Iran had become al-Qaeda's hub of operations. There is a clip about this. Let's listen to this clip, and uh, 
Let's see what he says in his own words. What I want to talk about in these remarks. Al-Qaeda has a new home base. It is the Islamic Republic of Iran. As a result, bin Laden's wicked creation is poised to gain strength and capabilities. We ignore this Iran. So while the Trump administration had originally put sanctions on Iran to negatively affect its economy, and it was hoping that this would indirectly hurt Iran's continued production of low-enriched uranium, it is now actually 12 times greater than when Pompeo was appointed as U.S. Department, uh, U.S. Secretary of State in 2018. So now there is a greater um, concern that Iran uh, is essentially moving forth with this nuclear program in, in such capacity at a very fast pace, actually. Pompeo's tweets, for the most part, have been self-congratulatory, bordering on self-aggrandizement. It is perhaps an indication that he has presidential aspirations in the future. Could be. But in a tweet, Pompeo argues that Trump's summit with Kim Jong-un had resulted in a lull in nuclear warhead production, as well as long-range missile testing. However, he fails to maintain that Kim himself declared an end to the moratorium and has resumed on increasing an even bigger arsenal than when he established meetings with Trump. Pompeo also boasted that his State Department team did more than any other to build alliances that secured America's interests. This days before canceling what would have been his parting swan song trip to Europe because his counterparts actually refused to meet with him. The Luxembourg foreign minister did not greet him, describing Trump's behavior as minimal referring to the mob egged on by Trump that attacked the Capitol. And then the Belgian foreign minister, Sophie Wilms, whom Pompeo was also scheduled to meet, took to Twitter, writing that her government was counting on the Biden administration to restore U.S. unity and stability. So there is a video about this, and I would like to show it to you so you can uh, see for yourself uh, the comments that were made by these foreign ministers of those respective countries. Just take a look at it. I would like to know uh, if tomorrow, when uh, Secretary of State uh, Pompeo will be in town, uh, we'll meet uh, High Representative Borrell or somebody else from the uh, EU Commission. Uh, thank you. The answer is no. So given what we know of Pompeo's role as Secretary of State, what accomplishments can one give him credit for? Well, while at the State Department, Pompeo was personally driven to see the end of the nuclear agreement major world powers had actually made with Iran in 2015 and from which Trump actually withdrew in 2018. No progress there. Essentially, whatever Pompeo has set out to do has been a failure. His fixation uh, towards Iran, uh, coming more from him than Trump actually, um, can best be explained as turning Midi's policy over to Saudi Arabia 
and Israel. In response to the multitudes of U.S. sanctions, uh, Iran has actually ceased observing some of the agreed constraints on its nuclear activities. But it's signaled that it is ready to um, negotiate re-entry into the agreement with the new Biden administration. So let us just hope that uh, the Biden administration uh, reaches out to Iran and establishes or reestablishes positive diplomacy uh, policies towards Iran. The sanctions and terrorist designations um, are actually intended to impose political costs on the Biden administration in trying to return uh, to the pre-Trump status quo based on the assumption that it will be unpopular to be seen to reward America's adversaries, but it is far from clear whether it will work. About the best credit we can bestow upon Pompeo is that he has not or he did not get America into any new wars, and this actually despite his best efforts. Most often he has played the anti-diplomat determined to insult, to demand, insist, dictate, harangue, threaten, and impose, but he never actually tried to persuade. So the results speak for themselves. The administration's records lack any notable successes that benefit the U.S. or benefited the U.S. in any real way. The supposed purpose of an America First foreign policy, actually. Overall, there was a bit of good, a lot of pointless efforts, and some real ugly, ineffectual attempts. So don't forget to um, add to the comments below. I will hopefully uh, have time to look at some of the comments and share them with some of our viewers in the next video. Thanks for watching, and please subscribe before leaving.